0: Welcome to Between the Headphones, a Georgia football podcast. I'm Stuart Steele, the sports editor at the Ren Black, and your host for this podcast series. Each week, the Ren Black Football Beat will look back on the previous week's game and preview the matchup for next week. In this episode, I'll speak to assistant sports editor John James about Georgia's 65-7 win over TCU in the national championship, and look ahead to the 2023 season. Welcome to the show, John.
1: I am very happy to be here, Stu.
0: So Georgia pulled it off. They managed to go back-to-back with a huge, resounding victory over TCU, 65-7. to um, I guess just firstly, what were your uh, impressions of the game? What did you think of it?
1: I thought that was the most complete game Georgia has played all season. I thought they were humming on offense. I thought they were stifling on defense. I thought that was probably one of the best games that the secondary has played all season. And I thought Stetson Bennett capped off his Georgia career and— Really the best fashion possible.
0: Yeah, we were talking about kind of uh, near the end of the game. The We do a report card article on the website and on, in the paper. And I was like, who do you even give less than an A to? Because it was a pretty complete game from every single position group. I thought the whole team played amazingly. And, and the game was over at halftime. I mean, there was no doubt about the outcome. 38-7 to 7 in the first half. Stetson Bennett goes out with an an incredible performance, six touchdowns, and gets that uh, standing ovation, that curtain call moment near the end of the game. I thought it went about as well as Georgia could have hoped for it to go.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I don't think coming out of that game there are anything that the Bulldogs might be upset about other than maybe the fact that there are a couple of seniors leaving. That was their last game with Georgia, but it was a heck of a last game. Javon Boward came up banged up, and he's probably sore in the morning. But nothing cures an illness like winning a national championship.
0: Yeah, I want to talk a little more about some of the other individual performers. You touched on Javon a little bit there, but how about how he played in this game as well as in the Peach Bowl? I mean, what a playoff run for him and really establishing himself as probably one of Georgia's best defenders heading into next year
1: yeah the secondary is losing a couple of key pieces and Javon might be one of the best players that's coming back it's him and Malachi Starks who are really gonna have to step up next season and carry that torch and I think they're really set up to do, do well at it
0: yeah and then obviously Brock Bowers it's never a surprise when he has a game like this because he is so talented and such a weapon but I thought In my opinion, I thought it was his best game as a Bulldog. We were talking about that. I don't know if you agree, but uh, just affecting the game throughout, obviously 7 for 152 and a touchdown, a couple runs, but also his blocking, I thought, was really strong throughout the game. It was just... Almost like the whole Georgia team, complete performance, but also a complete performance for Bowers specifically.
1: Coming into the game, TCU talked a lot about Bowers and his impact on Georgia's offense. And during the game, you could tell because he was blanketed in the coverage a lot. And it just didn't matter because Brock was making the catches no matter who was on him. No matter how many people were on him, he was making those plays consistently. And that was a big reason Georgia scored 65 points.
0: Yeah, and coming out of the Peach Bowl, there was a lot of talk about you know how Bowers wasn't super involved in that game necessarily. Uh, I thought it was a little bit overblown because his catches were still impactful in that game, but you could see Georgia immediately emphasizing getting him the ball. There was an early jet sweep to him, early completions to him, and also Ladd McConkey, who I think got lost a little bit in the shuffle because Bowers ended up having such a big game, but McConkie was, was big as well, and I think deserves a lot of credit.
1: McConkie and Bowers were su- both super big. Ladd struggled a bit this season, but I think when it when it's mattered, he has come up big and on every occasion. And one person I want to make sure to give some credit to is Darnell Washington, who came up limping a little. He had a bum ankle going into the game. It was questionable if he was going to play, but he managed to play over 40 snaps in, in the national championship, and that showed a lot of toughness, I think.
0: Yeah, Darnell obviously... I always talk about how big he is for Georgia's offense. I thought it was super important that he was able to go out there and play and toughed it out. And obviously uh, Georgia may be losing Darnell Washington to the NFL draft. And I think whoever ends up with him is going to get a really good, good professional player. Absolutely. And then, so kind of back to the defense, I want to give credit to just the way they came out. I thought they came out really firing. Smile Munden was really the tone setter. I thought a couple tackles for a loss early in the game but also on the outside, Kamari Lasseter, I thought, played with a lot of physicality, um, making some plays on the perimeter. TCU wanted to get to some of those quick screens, and it just was not happening. And Duggan was under pressure all night. I mean, even plays that he was getting completions on, he was having to run away from pressure up the middle. Michael Williams, I thought, played well. Bear Alexander, I thought. Uh, again, looking, up, looking forward, those two having a good game on this stage, I think bodes really well for the defense next season.
1: Yeah, Kamari, you could tell, was super fired up throughout the entire game. He was really kind of the essence of that defense, making sure everyone is engaged and locked in. And I can't say enough about Smile Munn in this performance this season. He and Jamon Dumas-Johnson have been the center of that defense, really the heart and the mind of that defense, getting everyone engaged, getting make sure everyone knows their assignments. I think that improvement has been really, really impressive, especially considering we had some questions about Georgia's linebackers given that they lost so many to the NFL draft last year.
0: Yeah, and one more individual on defense I want to give credit to because he got a lot of – talk about him after the Peach Bowl. Keeley Ringo, I thought, had a really strong game on Quentin Johnston, who's a high-level receiving prospect going into the NFL draft. And Ringo obviously had his moments of struggling against Marvin Harrison Jr. the week before, but this week, I mean, Quentin Johnston won catch for three yards, and Ringo was able to have a really strong bounce-back game, um, and I think that bodes really well for him as well. And then so going back to Stetson Bennett, I wanted to just talk a little bit more about the Specifics of the performance because it really was one of his best games as a Bulldog in his final game. Um, What did you think of how he, the command he had of the offense, the way he was able to make some plays with his legs? I mean, it was pretty much a perfect performance for him.
1: I thought it was masterful and it just shows how much he's developed and learned over his time as a Georgia Bulldog. He was using his legs on a couple of occasions. He was decisive. He was accurate. He really dissected the defense against TCU. He was changing calls to the line of scrimmage. He was in control of everything, and I thought it was just breathtaking to watch.
0: Yeah, and one of the things Kirby mentioned multiple times in the various post-game press conferences was um, the third and ten where Stetson was kind of changing the play at the line, and I-, I think he just called his own number, knew he could beat the-, the-, the TCU player to the edge, and picked up a first down. I thought that was so emblematic of the experience level Stetson has at this point as a college player and just knowing exactly what to call, what to get to, and and making the play. I thought that was really such a big play.
1: And one of the most impressive things to me about Stetson's performance was that he was having fun all game. He wasn't feeling the pressure at all. He was enjoying his final game as a Georgia Bulldog, and I think he deserved that.
0: So for Georgia, this was their second straight national championship win, and there was a lot of talk Post game about, and, and there's been a lot of talk all season, I think, about whether Georgia's the new class of college football. People specifically say the new Alabama, and I think that's, I think we always both kind of bristle at specifically the new Alabama because it is a different program, and, and Alabama is still Alabama as well. But what do you think of kind of the, the wider implications of this win for the Georgia football program?
1: I think it establishes Georgia as a perennial contender for the national championship. Every so often there's going to be a team that pops up out of the blue and takes you down like a LSU in 2019. But I think it means that Georgia is always going to be in the mix as a contender to win that chip every single year. And I think that Kirby Smart and the culture he's built here are largely responsible for that.
0: Yeah, I think I think the culture really is, is, is a thing. Like Kirby was talking about how uh, all these players that are now in the NFL want to come back and and, and be there for these national championship experiences and being in the locker room we were in the locker room post game nicobe dean was in there i think sony michelle a bunch of guys like that who, who had their time at georgia and i think that 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 culture is really important and, and is going to serve georgia well in the long run especially with i mean all the changes in college football and the uncertainty in college football i i think georgia is going to be right there as one of the best teams in the country for, for a while.
1: And it's not just something that you realize once you're out of college, once these guys are already in the NFL and want to come back. The people that are in the locker room right now understand that Georgia is building something special. Stetson Bennett was talking post-game about how the players that are there are love to play for Kirby Smart, and they love to be part of something, some kind of brotherhood. And I think that is why Georgia is set up well for the future.
0: Yeah, I think you can really... Feel that when you talk to the players about uh, the other players. I mean, they, they love each other. They, the standing ovations, I, I'm going back to that again, but when, when Stetson's coming off the field, everyone, all the players were excited for him. And then when the defense got theirs with Jalen, Carter, Christopher Smith, Keely Ringo, and Robert Beal, again, I mean, the whole team is, is getting excited for their guys, trying to give them that last moment. And I think that that's really special and that, that's just a unique thing.
1: Whenever you talk to a player about another player on the team, they light up. I asked Christopher Smith after the game about Javon Bowler's performance, and he just could not stop smiling. It really says something about the connection that this team has.
0: So kind of continuing to look ahead a little bit and, and looking towards next season, George is going to be losing a lot of talented players again. That's kind of the nature of it when you are such a talented team and, and you're winning championships as well. But Jalen Carter's already announced he's he's heading to the NFL draft. Keely Ringo is heading to the NFL draft. Stetson Bennett's out of eligibility. Christopher Smith's moving on. Uh, what do you think of this group of guys that's moving on and, and how George is going to look to replace them?
1: I don't think we can bury the lead here. It's Stetson Bennett moving on is big. Uh, quarterback is the most important position in football and if Georgia cannot find the right quarterback to replace him that's going to make it significantly harder for them to repeat but I think that they are confident in the players that they've got in the locker room right now Brock Vandegrift, Gunnar Stockton, Carson Beck, Kirby and the team are all confident in their ability to play quarterback play the quarterback position well and I think that's going to be a very very high priority for Georgia this offseason is developing those guys to be the signal caller for the team
0: yeah I I think they're gonna go with somebody who's already on the roster I mean you never know for sure Kirby could look to add somebody from the portal they've already added two receivers from the transfer portal Um, and I think corner could be another target in the portal as well but I, I think Georgia has the infrastructure around whoever's quarterback that their offense will probably still be fine obviously Stetson has kind of that that it factor especially in these big games now we've seen time and time again he's he's played amazingly in in playoff games so I think that's kind of a question going forward is how a new quarterback necessarily deals with that kind of pressure because Stetson has that experience and and the been there done that kind of quality of it but the offensive infrastructure is still going to have A.D. Mitchell, Ladd McConkey, Brock Bowers obviously that's the biggest one I mean quarterback's best friend is having an amazing tight end and then the the transfer is coming in there's going to be plenty of weapons so I'm not necessarily worried from a Georgia perspective about whoever's going to be playing quarterback's ability to you know still have a steady ship but I think as far as competing for a national title again I think you're right that it, it is a concern another guy leaving is Kenny McIntosh uh but I don't think either of us is necessarily as worried about that loss not because Kenny McIntosh isn't a super talented player and a really good running back because he absolutely is but I think Georgia's backfield is pretty much ready to go and ready to deal with that loss with other people stepping up
1: yeah Georgia is known as RBU for a reason they've got plenty of talent in that room Dejon Edwards Branson Robinson Kendall Milton all those guys might come back and I think if they do come back that's a really good stable of backs that you can rely on for a whole season. Yeah, I agree.
0: And all three of those guys have that physical running style, I feel like, and and, and that really showed for all of them in the in the national title game. Branson Robinson was running people over in the fourth quarter. Uh Dejon Edwards always bouncing off people, and Kendall Milton as well is able able to do the same thing. So I think the physicality of that group will really stand out. And then Georgia's offensive line I thought played Fantastically, I mean, pretty much for the duration of the season, but especially in the national title game, they were pretty perfect. Um, and they're is losing a lot of guys up front who have had an impact. We already touched on Darnell Washington, obviously not an offensive lineman, but super impactful in the run game. Broderick Jones, who's really stepped up at left tackle this season, and Cedric Van Praan. We don't know for sure yet, but I think we we expect him to go to the NFL. So. If, if they're losing all three of those, any concern level with Georgia's offensive line?
1: Not much. Uh, for the Darnell-Washington aspect, I think Oscar Dope is in a position where he can step up and not necessarily fill the blocking role that Darnell had, but makes still make Georgia really effective in those two tight end sets. And as far as the offensive line goes, I was really impressed by Georgia's recruiting haul as far as offensive linemen. So I think there are a lot of young people coming into the team who could really step up and have an impact on Georgia's 2023 offensive line.
0: And then defensively, Jalen Carter is probably considered Georgia's best defender. They're, They're losing him to the NFL draft. I think that we saw some of the people that might step into that role. We already touched on Bear Alexander, but I think... There's a lot of reason to be excited about Georgia's interior line going forward.
1: Yeah, I have no concerns about Georgia's interior line whatsoever, really. That group, without Jalen Carter this season, still managed to dominate teams. When he was there, it was obviously on another level. But they still proved that they can compete no matter who was on the line because of that depth at that on that line. Something that I do have a few more concerns about is the outside linebacker stable with Nolan Smith being a senior probably leaving for the NFL draft I think that depth is really going to be tested in 2023 unless a couple guys step up and impress
0: yeah Robert Beal also is that was his last game so the edges are kind of a concern for Georgia but I think Michael Williams is primed to be one of Georgia's top defenders next season in my opinion I think he's flashed a lot this season and they they clearly like him because they keep I think his role kept increasing throughout the season he's one of their top pass rushers already so I, I expect him to become one of their leaders on defense moving forward. Um, Samuel and Pemba recruit that I like a lot that I think could have an instant impact. And then they have a couple guys as well. Marvin Jones Jr., I think, could be primed for a bigger role too. I really have a hard time in general worrying about George's defense because we just did this last season. I mean, we just had this conversation coming out of a, a national title where they lost Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean, Darian Kendrick, Lewis Seen eight of their starters I think and and they came back and they were a really good group again and there's a lot of young players who got a lot of experience that are going to be back so I think in general the defense isn't a major concern I trust Kirby Smart to figure this out and and have another top 10 unit Uh, again they might not rise to the level of last season's team because that defense was special but if you can be this season's defense at that kind of level on a year to year basis you're going to be really good
1: The thing that I am looking forward to most about the 2023 season, outside of that quarterback controversy, because I love a good quarterback (laughs) controversy, is Georgia's receiving talent looks electric. They brought in Dominic Lovett and Rara Thomas. They're probably going to bring back AD Mitchell and Brock Bowers and Lad McConkie, and you cannot say enough good things about those guys. And they're probably going to bring back Arian Smith, who's had some of the biggest plays for the Bulldogs this year, both in distance and in impact. So I think that receiver's room is going to make it difficult for a lot of SEC opponents next year. They brought in Dominic Lovett. They brought in Rara Thomas. I think Oscar Delp is going to step up and have a good year, and I think that's going to make it really easy on whoever does helm the ship for Georgia at the quarterback position. Are there any particular players or groups that you think will step up and make a big impact next season?
0: I agree with the receiving core. I think that's going to be Georgia's biggest position of strength next season, just looking at the roster right now. But... I'm excited to see the linebacking core again. I mean, the off-ball guys, because Smile's going to be back. Jamon should be back. They both had big seasons. I want to see if they can take even another step in their development and really be, like, a force in the middle of that defense. And I, I really expect them to do that because they pretty much passed every test this season. The linebacking core was a big question coming in, losing Nicobe Dean, Channing Tindall, and Quay Walker. And I don't think there was really that big of a drop-off. And, and Jalen Walker is another guy. I expect to have more of an impact next season. He really started to get into the rotation near the end. They like him as kind of a spy, I think. He's really athletic, and I think you start to see him kind of uh, move into a role where he's really set up to go as a full-time starter by his third year at the latest. So looking ahead to next season, Georgia's uh, 2023 schedule, are there any teams on it that you think can pose a real threat to Georgia? Uh, What do you think of it in general?
1: I think the schedule looks pretty easy next season, to be honest. I'm a timid person in general, so I don't want to definitively say that there's definite wins on the schedule against teams like Kentucky or against teams like Ole Miss, against teams like Missouri. But I think that Georgia's schedule is shaping up so that they will have a somewhat easy run to another playoff berth.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Georgia, the schedule does look really favorable for them right now. Obviously, like you said, sports. I mean, who knows? I mean, South Carolina could be good. They're bringing Spencer Rattler back. Uh, Kentucky's got a new transfer at quarterback. And I think at Tennessee is probably the game that right now looks like the biggest challenge because Tennessee uh, has a lot of good players, good coach, and you know they're losing Hooker and Hyatt and some of their big players, but they're still projected to be a solid team. Um, but who knows? I mean, I think it's easy to kind of – think that it's going to be easy for georgia but uh you never know
1: auburn's undergoing a total overhaul with their their entire structure so there's a lot of teams that could surprise next season but i think looking at it right now it seems like georgia's going to be in the conversation for the college football playoff next year
0: so this is our last episode talking about a a georgia football game um for this season obviously because it's over Um, And we just wanted to take a minute to kind of step away from the football aspect and and thank y'all who have listened to any episodes this season. If this is your first time listening, um, thanks for tuning in. And if you've listened to every episode, we really appreciate you. We've had a lot of fun doing it, and uh, it's been a really great experience.
1: It's been a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Stu. I've really enjoyed my time, and I hope that all of the listeners have it as well
0: yeah and we'll have more coming from the sports desk moving forward i will not necessarily be in all of that i'm now the managing editor for print and john's your new sports editor so he'll be around for the podcast um and we'll have a bonus episode of between the headphones coming as well talking to our photographers and also with us about our experiences covering the national championship getting to be in la for a little while um so you can look forward to that also wanted to give a shout-out to Parth Patel, who was not able to join us for this podcast, but obviously he's been frequently a part of it and did a really great job, and I just really appreciate him. And one more person I definitely want to make sure we thank who's done a lot of work on the podcast all, all year long is our producer, podcast editor, Jim Bass. Uh, thank you so much, Stu. Um, it's been an honor being behind the scenes every week here. Uh, doing Between the Headphones, editing and producing. Um, it's always nice coming in and seeing the smiles of Stuart and John and Parth for always greeting me. So thank you guys for you know doing this with me as well. And I uh, hope everyone really enjoyed it. Yeah, we couldn't have asked for a better producer. Jim's been awesome for us all year. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> One last time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Between the Headphones. I'm Stuart Steele. You can find other episodes wherever you get your podcasts and on renblack.com. For even more Georgia football coverage, visit renblackcom slash game day. We'll tee it up between the headphones again next week.